welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I am your host, as usual, Amanda, and I'm joined today by Nick. Hello. Paul W. Buongiorno. And our super special guest, Adam, from the Metal Hand of God podcast. Hello. Hi, it's so nice to have you back. Thank you. It's nice to be on. Yay. How is everybody? Well, we were talking just before the record that we're all kind of, in the UK at least, suffering with snow. But the thing is, like, to our American listeners that are listening to us moan about it, we are arguing about a couple of inches of snow. I imagine. Yeah, in some places, yeah. But in others, like where I am, it it has been very, very bad. So and I'm you... seeing people posting things like, oh my God, people are complaining and things are closing and it's just a bit of snow, blah, blah, blah. But when we had it really bad two weeks ago, I I live like 20 minutes away from my workplace and it took me three hours to get to work. You could have just walked. I, I literally could have walked faster. But Britain just doesn't prepare for the snow. No, we are. I mean, I'm looking out at my garden right now, and you know, I, I mentioned like a couple of inches. I've got not even a couple of centimeters. Right, yeah. it's been it's been pathetic this, this second flurry of snow that we've had. Um, but yeah, I mean, more than a couple of inches, and this country just crumbles. I've got family in Norway; they get like five, six feet of snow. Like from mm-hmm. November onwards, and nothing stops. Absolutely yep. nothing stops because that's what they're used to. And you get like half an inch here, and the world's over. That's it. Preparation is key. And also today, like we've not had it so bad. Like it, it snowed all night last night, but it didn't really stick. It's just really icy. But I went to the supermarket this morning, and people were literally loading their trolleys with milk and bread. And I was like, I can guarantee you don't eat bread every day. Like, I know that you don't. So why are you stocking up on bread? Well, because you can sell it on the black market. Clearly, that's like, but that's what I don't understand. Like, if I was going to be shopping, like, to, like, keep myself going for a few days, if I was going to be snowed in, it'd be, like, things I would make meals out of, not bread. Like, why bread? Y'all don't, y'all don't eat a lot of bread there. I mean, like I don't necessarily eat bread like every single day. I I eat bread like every meal. Really? <laughs> what, what do you have for your meals? This is what I bread. Wait, talk me through I, what but, you eat because I I I'm, I want to know why people need so much bread. I eat. I had bread to fried chicken. I I, <laughs> I love bread. I mean, well, you might just... be adding bread to fried chicken, but I think the people that are like putting like ten loaves of bread in the in the trolleys today oh, can't no, have... see them making fried chicken with that bread. No, I don't have ten loaves. I'll have like one loaf and then like some tortilla. Yep, uh, some tortillas and stuff like that. Uh, no, some well, and some. This biscuits. wasn't fancy bread. This was literally just regular plain old loaves of bread, like what you make toast with. Like that's what they were buying, and I'm like, why? You're just gonna waste it all. What are you doing? They could Maybe. have been using it to layer the floor. Maybe. To cover up the I ice. I just don't know. I'm like, why, why are you buying such weird things? Maybe they're expecting that Hitchcock's uh, Birds movie will come true 
and they're uh, attempting to appease their uh, uh, overlords. The new bird overlords, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's a, good, it's a good thought. It's a good thought. Uh, and exactly one of the reasons why we want you on. But Amanda, you mentioned there about shopping mm-hmm. and about buying the essentials. But surely mm-hmm. there's one type of essential which you should have been buying, which we should be discussing, discussing <laughs> right now. You know, that is what I went there for. And because I was so irritated, because it was so busy and people were buying stupid shit, I forgot to buy it. <laughs> so I'm just in a bad mood now. So I, I'll start with what I'm drinking because it's a disappointing thing. I'm not happy with myself. So I am drinking right now a mixed fruit copper bag because that's all I had. And I'm sad because I've not been drinking because I've been trying so hard to stick to my diet. So I'm only drinking on podcast nights and I'm only having one. And I feel like this is a waste. Well, at, least it's, at least it's alcohol because I'm sure we're going to ask P-Dubs now what he's drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a nice refreshing chocolate protein shake. Wow. You are adventurous. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. Of a chocolate protein shake as being refreshing, <laughs> even in the height of summer. <laughs> it's like 35 degrees outside. It's really not. <laughs> no, no. What are, about... are you supposed to drink protein shakes this late at night? It uh, doesn't matter. I'm feeling a bit rough, so I thought I'll have something that's actually got something good for me in it. Yeah. P Dubs is going to be a beefcake for the Friday meat. <laughs> I know. He's going to come in like Johnny Bravo. Speaking, speaking to me, Adam. What are you drinking? Okay, well, so we had a, a time snafu because of uh, yep. daylight savings time. So what I was planning to, uh, it, which what I did consume it was, uh, I had I went and bought a uh, bubblegum snowball. Uh, by coincidence, I, I I didn't know it was snowing there. I mean, you know, but yeah, so I'm rubbing I bought, it in. So that's uh, I have a blue tongue now, and my uh, poop's going to come out green for the next week. What's uh, a bubblegum snowball? Yeah. Um, okay, so different parts of the United States, and I assume y'all probably have something there as well. Uh, they call it different things, but it's uh, the consistency of the ice and the flavors are what determines it. But other places have, like, shaved ice yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and stuff like that. And I know Florida has uh, – what is the mm, – can't think of it. Oh, Italian ice, and there's a Florida version of it, you know, but uh, we have snowballs here, and uh, a bubblegum snowball is this just, uh, like, electric blue, like, I'm, I'm not sure what the flavor is meant to be, but it doesn't really taste like bubblegum, but, but yeah, so uh, I have I have a blue tongue now, but, so all I'm drinking is water, because I finished my snowball an hour. Yeah, we have... We have, I suppose the equivalent we had then is probably like a, a slush. Ah, right. Slushy, we, we would call it. Like we, we don't get them, like in America, like it was something you'd get in like a 7-Eleven normally. Yeah, no, no, we, we, have, we have those. Uh, it's different. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, well, okay, the, the main reason it's different is because slushies and stuff like that are mixed with the, with the syrup. Ah, so you're talking machine. about crushed ice, which you then like pour the flavor on. Yes, and okay. then you can also add uh, condensed milk or ice cream. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Well, it's a nice thing. Oh. I don't. Uh, they, if you, there's. I'm trying to think. Uh, if the next time you're in Orlando, I know it's going to be a long time for for Nick, but uh, Amanda, 
you're you're going what in a few months? Um, in three weeks, mate. Oh, okay. Well, uh, if any of your friends that has a car uh, is is uh, apt to ask them if they'll take you to, I think it's called Jeremiah Ice, and there's a it's Italian ice. There's a similar thing, but you can get the vanilla ice cream mixed in with it, and and they have some of the same flavors as a snowball. It's it's very similar. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's close enough that only a jackass would make a distinction. Well, but, I've written it down because that sounds weird, and I want to try it. Oh, it's very good. You'll love it. You'll love it. So, yeah, in that case, instead of it being like a slush, like I was saying, it's more like a slush puppy because that's what slush puppies were over here. Like you used to it's, it's, just get a cup of like crushed ice and then you would choose whatever flavor you wanted pumped onto it. Is that the one that has droopy, like a droopy dog? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not the same thing. It's. It, <laughs> I know what you mean. They sell them in Magic Kingdom and they sell them in SeaWorld and it's like it's a snow cone. And then yeah. you just pour, pour whatever you want on. But I've just never heard of it with condensed milk or ice cream. Like, that's, well, that's, that's strange. That's more of a New Orleans thing. Like I said, they, they do have uh, Jeremiah Ice. I know it does it in, in Orlando. But it's the condensed milk, I think, in particular, is a New Orleans thing. Right. So. Well, okay, Nick. Um, yeah. I can guarantee you're not drinking anything that's exciting, sir. Oh, God, no. No, I mean, if I, <laughs> if I knew we was going to be crushing ice and, and pouring, like blue liquid into it you know i've got the antifreeze out of the car but you know i don't even have the crushed ice i do ha- i am drinking something technically blue though if it, oh, it makes a noise no, again screw top bottles rubbish um bud light so technically that's blue right because you know the label's blue well i'm jealous yeah i just bought one of the things i did do when i was getting shopping today was i bought a case so um this mm. is the last bottle um, I had, but I've now got a, a fresh case waiting. So the next few weeks should be interesting. Bot- bottles Try- of Bud Light. <laughs> bottles of Bud Light. Where are you getting bottles from? Oh, Asda. They're, screw- they're screw tops. Yeah. I've yeah. literally only seen cans if, everywhere. Um, I think I only saw I only saw bottles, and I bought like a four pack because that's what I saw the other week. Um, so about, about three weeks ago, I saw them in there. Um, but today I bought a, a case of 12, box of 12. Ah. So there you go. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, America is like, why are they getting so excited about bottles of Bud Light? But, yeah, as Amanda will attest, we've only had cans for, like, the last two years or whatever. Not even that. Probably about, I'd say, just over a year we've had cans for, and they're annoying. I don't like drinking out of a can. I like drinking out of a bottle. But I prefer Bud Light, so it annoys me. It's not. It's not that they'll be confused by your discussion on beer culture because there's beer culture here in America too. It's just that you know Budweiser and Bud Light, like it's it's so common. I mean, it's oh, no, it's, that's, it's, that's it. That is it's the enthusiasm for it. Like that's what. Yeah, they'll they'll obviously know. But yeah, it's the enthusiasm. Why is there enthusiasm for it? Because it is like the tap water of beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm heavily judged on my Bud Light love for it. It's because it's like it's exotic to us. Yeah, li- mm. that's literally. There's there's many other better, you know, many other better American beers. I'm um, I'm sure there's. I know there's parts of the country. Certainly, when I was younger, that you know, like the, all they drank was Budweiser. You know, I mean, honestly, Bud is kind of like we refer to soft drinks as Cokes here. You know, and. Uh, it's just one of those brands that, like, Bud is basically, I mean, nobody says, like, 
bud meaning I want like a Coors or a Corona, but but it's probably the most common associated uh, brand with with uh, beer. You would say to your friend, "Do you fancy getting a bud?" That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to drink a Budweiser. No, no, it's not quite there. It's not. It's not really on the same level as Coke or Q-tips or anything like that. But it's it's ubiquitous. I mean, like the next one, I guess, would be Coors. Mm. I think I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't drink. <laughs> well, before we get into what we're actually going to be talking about on this episode, yeah, it's not drinking been, after dark. Yeah, it's not. But while we're on the subject of buds, I've been trying to like find an episode where I could slide this news in, and I like I could never really slide it in anywhere. But does anyone remember um, when you could do like the Budweiser testing thing in SeaWorld? Yes. Okay, so that was my favorite part of the park, not just because it was Budweiser testing area, but uh, because they had like super cute waterfalls around there and you could just like kind of walk around. It's like nice and peaceful and had like nice little gardens and things. And I didn't go to SeaWorld last year because I just couldn't fit it in, but I was dying to go back on my trip in a couple of weeks. And I just happened to look on, on some construction photos for Infinity Falls. And they've taken the whole entire area out. Like, it's gone. Well, don't, don't Anaisa not own SeaWorld anymore? Yeah, they don't. So it got turned into, like, a pizza buffet place. So the building itself is still there. But they've taken away all of the water features. It was, like, a big chunk of land that it took up. Mm. And Infinity Falls isn't, like, directly in that area. But they've, they've just knocked the whole thing out. So no more cute waterfalls. They've been there since I can remember, since like early nineties at least, and no more nice little garden bits. So I'm I'm really sad now. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I did get excited when I went to um, Discovery Cove in our, like our first trip over to Florida, and uh, like when you go to Discovery Cove, like everything's included. And it was like, well, even a beer. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, but we're somewhere with dolphins. But like once you've got all the swimming out of the way, then you can just eat and drink as much as you like. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, it just made me sad. Like I was sad when they, when you know, obviously when and I was a bush wasn't like affiliated with SeaWorld anymore, really. And then when they took that out, it was a sad time. And it just happened to be when I was turning twenty-one, they took it out, so I was angry. But now they took my precious waterfalls. Now I'm pissed off. Amanda, you can keep your like little waterfalls. I think we're all rather mourning the loss of Toys R Us, to be honest. Well, you know, uh, hmm. I like I I did love Toys R Us when I was growing up because I used to love going and playing with all the the light up keyboards. I'd like show you how to play the songs and like play on the bikes in the aisles. But I honestly haven't been to Toys R Us in maybe ten years. I I think. Toys R Us will probably mean more to the other three of us on this episode than it does to you. Probably. You're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I hate Toys R Us. No, no, I, I'm sorry anybody... I, I'm always sorry to hear people lose their jobs. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, especially considering this, like... I mean, I don't know in other parts of the world how, how many Toys R Us are, uh, locations are out there, but, you know, obviously it's a lot of people losing their jobs, but... The reality is, is that Toys R Us, and uh, it's funny, like I was just listening to a friend of mine did some research on why it's falling apart, and it's actually got more to do with like corporate, 
stupidity than it does with just the yeah. you know toy toy problem you know pro- problem with sales of toys and stuff. Although that's part of it as well. But the reality is, is like I would go to Toys R Us, look around. Ninety percent of it was boring. The I would go look at Transformers and think like, oh, that would be cool, but I'm not going to spend fifty bucks on a Transformer that would have cost me like twelve bucks when I was you know ten. <laughs> it's it, is it sad? Is it yes, a part of your childhood? But honestly, like whenever I would go to Toys R Us as an adult, like it was like a mausoleum. Like it was like eh, this place stinks of death anyway. So, yeah, I agree. I agree with that because I feel like the last time I did go to Toys R Us, like it was really dark in there, and it was like it was really really quiet, and everything was so hours. expensive. <laughs> I know. I was just trying to rob the place. <laughs> yeah, but well, but the thing yeah. is, like, I never stopped going to Toys R Us because I often had what well, I I either had one near where I worked for a while, and then after that, um, I eventually moved somewhere where there was one within walking distance. So Toys R Us has always been for me the place that I can go and see what action figure lines are about and what I can buy elsewhere. Because, as you say, they were always so much more expensive than everywhere else. So that was the thing. Like, I would often go shopping in Toys R Us. I'd often go browsing in Toys R Us. I wouldn't often go shopping in there because they used to be so expensive. Um, But, yeah, I think it was just something that I never kind of grew out of. And I was, you know... Because I've got young kids, I was able to take my kids down and stuff like that, and it was so it was almost like a rite of passage. But they were so far behind the times that it's not too much of a shocker, to be honest. And also, as well, right, not even talking about how expensive they are there, but if you look at the prices of toys anyway, like I remember when I bought my first, or I got my first Marvel action figures, like nineteen ninety or so, and they must have cost about three or four English pounds. Now, for the exact same type of figures, you're looking at, like, 15 pounds. And I know that, you know, stuff goes up in price, but the cost of toys now is ridiculous. Yeah, but the the figures uh, from late 90s on have gotten ridiculously more detailed, and it's it's a different market. When In 1990, they were marketing them to kids. Now action figures are being marketed towards collecting adults. That's it. I feel like, like Nick, I know that you said you were like looking there for like figures that you might collect, but I don't know if I'm just like because I I don't tend to buy many many figures. If I do, I tend to look somewhere like Forbidden Planet. Yeah, if you've got somewhere like that near you, or as I'm, you know, I'm used to work in a comic book shop, you know, somewhere like that that would be more kind of specialist, then absolutely. Um, but it was always a good start, uh, like a good starting point for that. But to be honest, and that Adam is right about the fact that, you know, the, the, I'm talking about the first Marvel figures I got were those Toy Biz ones. You must remember the Mar- the first Marvel superhero line from Toy Biz in about 1990, um, and they were oh. really you know, basic figures like the Spider-Man action feature was he had suction cup hands. Yeah. We, we had, um, uh, we had figures before that though. We had the, Secret uh, Wars from yeah. Secret Wars they, from like the early eighties. Yeah. Officially so. they were my first ones, but the first ones I actually remember going out to buy were those, those toys ones. But yeah, I, in fact, I actually think the Secret Wars ones were probably better, but, um, the thing is, even the basic figures now for kids, because they do like have kids' lines as well, 
or aimed more at that kind of market. Even they are, are like over 10 quid a pop. And they're really basic figures as well. But, you know, in a roundabout way, like, I'm sure people listen to this thinking, well, why are they waffling on about figures and stuff like that? Well, because I think the biggest um, set of action figures, like the, the most popular toy lines now, uh, even so for either collectors or kids, uh, when they're buying action figure toys, is superheroes. And there's no bigger line in my opinion, than Marvel superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then that will lead us so nicely, super nicely, onto the reason why we have Adam on the podcast today. So, Adam, you wanted to do this topic on another podcast that you were part of. Yeah, I well, I used to be a part of Grim Grinning Hosts, uh, and we did a couple of special episodes like there was there was a star wars episode there was a episode dedicated to sorry i'm whistling i don't know why that keeps happening uh (laughs) an episode dedicated to disney music like the movies and the part theme park music Mm -hmm. um but one that i wanted to do was going to involve like getting a bunch of people well not a bunch but like a few people that are uh, very educated in, you know, comic book history and stuff like that. And, like, basically redesign Marvel Superhero Island. Because as much as I fell in love with that place when I first went to it in 2002, over the last, probably about three or four years ago, like, not long ago, uh, not long after Marvel uh, was bought by Disney, I realized, like, how much of a waste that area is. Like... Mm-hmm. Honestly, aside from Amazing Spider-Man, like you could you could easily retheme Incredible Hulk within I'd say two or three months because there's really nothing Hulk about it. They yeah. made it even easier to retheme now. Yeah, since yeah. they've redone it, there's even less Hulk in it than there was previously. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like everything else, like is it's it's a lot like if you took like like somebody's idea of a 90s comic book and just like stuck in a blender and vomited it all over the place like it's it's very poorly themed it's not you know and, I, and the art that you see there is is actually a famous artist named uh adam kubert who i love but like even that it's just like oh here's a big picture of fucking oops, sorry <laughs> You can swear as much as you want to swear in this podcast. It's fine. Okay. Well, here's a big picture of Wolverine. Like, okay, like, cool, but there's no Wolverine attraction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, there's, it's just, you know, and then you look at like Stormforce Accelerator, which is quite frankly a rip, like, not not even a ripoff, just like a cheaper version of the uh, teacup ride over at Magic Kingdom. It's just, (laughs) It really is a waste, especially at this point when, you know, you're looking at a billion dollar industry. And I understand that there's uh, like a lot of reasons why they might not want to upkeep it or update it uh, in any real fashion. But like if I had the money, I you know, this is what I would do. Yeah. So can I just ask a quick question? Sorry, Amanda. Um, but, you know, I was I was quite into like comic books and and the cartoon spin-offs when I was uh, like my early teenage years but I think you and P-dubs uh, are kind of you know have kept more into comic books than I possibly have 
So I'd be really interested. You kind of said a little bit there, Adam, about how you felt about it, but I'd be interested in what your both of your first thoughts were when you first actually saw Marvel Superhero Island. Uh, shall I go first? Um, absolutely appalling, <laughs> if I'm honest. Oh, that makes uh, me so sad. <laughs> it's it's just so 2D. There's, there's just nothing to it. You walk through it. I'll tell you what the most exciting part of it is. It's when the heroes come out for a little while and do a little show. <laughs> Anything other than that, it's just it's just so flat. As, I've never I've never liked the, the 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 whole like superhero parade thing. Like when they come out on the on the RVs, I've I've always thought <laughs> like, what? this is this is weird. I mean, the costumes are I guess kind of impressive in a very again '90s way. But yeah. uh, when I when I first saw it, I. I, I'm be honest with you. I'd been to Universal Studios Hollywood prior to, hmm. but um, Universal Studios Hollywood is very pared down because it's a, it's an actual uh, movie studio, or it was when I went. I don't know if it's no, still. It's, 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 yeah. Um, but I had never even heard of Islands of Adventure, and I had no idea that there was a Marvel super, superhero island. I was a Disney co- college program member in '02, and uh, my friends were like, "Let's go to Universal," and I was like, "But we're Disney people." Like, this is our, like, this is what we do. You know, like, what's the, like, I've been to Universal Studios, dude. I've been to the one in Hollywood. It's, it's, you know, it's all right. Like, let's, we'll go in Jurassic Park. But other than that, it kind of sucks. And, like, when I walked into Islands of Adventure, like, I, I actually was, like, blown away. Because it is a weird thing, like, when you grow up, like, as a kid who's into comics. Because, I mean, I don't know what the culture is uh, for all that stuff out in the UK. But here, like you were basically treated like you were the lowest form of, of scum on the planet when you were a kid reading comics, you know, like, like you were never going to date a girl. There's always that joke and stuff like that. Some of us so, don't. <laughs> Not on this show. I'm just saying in general. Like, like, which you, whatever you and Craig did on your trip, dude, that's, that's, that's cool. Like, no, don't ask, don't tell whatever. But, uh, to live in an age where like, you know, like there's there was a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like when I heard that, I was like, "Come on!" There's, like, I, I me and three other people read that comic book, and you're telling me there's going to be a movie, you know? And then there was a movie, and it was a huge success, you know. So when I walked into Marvel Superhero Island, yes, it's it is atrocious, real realistically, but like I was blown away. I was actually, I I I just loved it. I, you know, there was a comic book store inside of a theme park. Like I. No one would have ever guessed that that would exist. It's a terrible uh, comic book store, and I'd love to be hired to fix that place. But it's you know, like there there is a there's a part of me that never knew I always wanted to see these these things to actually have them come to life with not even expecting it was was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned about the culture because it was pretty similar. Um, and also, man, it's really funny you mentioned Forbidden Planet. So for those that don't know, Forbidden Planet is is now quite a, a, a reasonable size chain in the UK. We've probably got about, um, I don't know, 10 or 15 Forbidden Planets, maybe even more, actually. They split off mm. into two separate companies a while ago, so it's, it's hard to keep tabs. But Forbidden Planet, I remember going to, on a trip to London when I was about six. I've never been to a comic book shop, and uh, it was probably the, the biggest even at the time uh, comic book shop and they did like it was all toys upstairs and a bit of comics at the back and then downstairs it was books and more comics um, 
and it just fascinated me. And I was, you know, it was the first time I'd seen a lot of superheroes. I had superhero toys, but I didn't really know who the characters were or where they come from. They were just toys to me. So to then start reading comics was something. But I remember going to secondary school and, uh, yeah, you were, you know, if you mentioned you like comics, like, as you said, you were, like, completely disowned. And then what was really funny, it must have been about 96, 97 maybe, um, the local shop, so we we don't have, in a, like, in America you get 7-Elevens and places like that. We don't get many kind of convenience stores. We get a lot of things called, what we call news agents, which are little shops that sell magazines and newspapers and yeah, we, we used stuff. Yeah, we used to have here. Okay. They don't so, really exist anymore, like like phone booths, but we, we used to have them. Oh, no, these were like little shops more than the stands, but yeah, they well, still the same, it, they still the same it, kind of stuff. It's it, we, we had buildings that – it's the same thing. Go on. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll let you off this time. Not again. Um, <laughs> but the, the one near my school um, would often get in like American stuff, and they started selling comics, but they started selling uh, Marvel trading cards – and it was one of the um, who did the big sets in the nineties? Was it? It wasn't Flair, was it? It was um, wasn't Tops. Uh, uh, trade. Um. No, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't. Uh, God, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. I had hundreds of them. It doesn't I, matter. They had a couple yeah. of different companies did them, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. They they were basically like Wikipedia for comic book. Yeah, character. pretty much, and they had amazing art. They had all of them had like amazing art, and then you'd get obviously special cards. So like uh, in the series that we got, there was um, I remember they were called suspended animation, and they were clear plastic cards with the X Men animated characters on them. So like you saw that you had like the front and the back of the character, but the rest of the card was transparent, um, and like they were one of the like special lots of cards. But my my school got obsessed with them, and so once that started happening, people started to get into comic books. Um, but we still had to contend with stuff like Spawn as a movie, um, and so like comic and, and Batman and Robin. So comic book movies were still kind of crappy, but it was getting a little bit more acceptable to read comics at that time. Um, but like I remember when they announced, they finally announced they're making X Men film, and loving the cartoon, I was so excited, and I remember seeing the costumes for the first time for that film. And being really disappointed. And then, I'm going to Marvel Superhero Island for the first time. And seeing those costumes in real life. And realising what a wise decision they'd made. Because those costumes... And I think you said about the 90s influence uh, earlier on, Adam. But those costumes scream 90s so much. But also, they just look so unrealistic in a live environment. Well, the, 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 the design, it's funny because I think the, uh, Adam Kubert art that's in Marvel superhero Island is from the late nineties. If I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember what costumes they're in, but the, but the costumes that you're referring to are very much the nine, 1992 to 1995, uh, cartoons that have been licensed out, including yeah. the one that everyone's for the X-Men cartoon that everyone's familiar with. And, you know, Fantastic Four that that most people don't remember, but uh, oh, I remember yes, yeah, so. Fantastic Four and Iron Man. And sorry to interrupt, but I just need to mention because you mentioned the X Men animated cartoon. Uh, if you ever watched that, go yeah. listen to Strike. Yeah, the we interviewed the 
Yeah, we interviewed the showrunner um, just this week. Um, our show was released earlier uh, on Thursday, um, where we interviewed him and his his lovely wife, who was one of the the writers on the show. So go and check it out. Amanda must be so bored listening to these old men talk about like their their heyday in 1992. You know, <laughs> well, um, when Amanda like, was first born, yeah. Well, I, I was two. Give me some credit. But I'm fascinated because like we were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording, and I was like, you know, you guys are going to be the experts on like the comic book side because although I may have read a few comic books in my time, I'm not as into comics as you guys are. So I'll know the mainstream characters. So and and like I, like I had said off air, like that's that's what people are familiar with. I mean, mm-hmm. Iron Man people were a little familiar with before two thousand. What is it? Two thousand eight, just because of the uh, you know Black Sabbath song. But <laughs> but for the most part, people like on the Marvel side, people know Spider Man, people know Wolverine. You know, until those movies came out, that was that might be it. That might maybe well, obviously Captain America. That's that's pretty easy just because of the. You know, patriotic. In nineties, so. in the nineties, we had the big X Men casting, which was huge. We had a big Spider Man casting that was huge. You mentioned the Fantastic Four and Iron Man; both had cartoons that weren't as successful, and there was an Incredible Hulk cartoon at yeah. the same time. So, I but people, even even though people have fond memories of of the Spider Man and X Men cartoons, I don't think that many people really remember them that well. Like, like if you ask people like, oh, you know, like someone who only saw that Spider-Man cartoon, can you name 10 Spider-Man characters off that cartoon? I, I would bet the average person will be like, no, I mean, I know Peter Parker. I know Mary Jane Watson, whatever. Yeah. Mm. yeah so most maybe. people are Amanda's boat, honestly, like even even people that are our age. I'm older than y'all, but <laughs> like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. When, when the people in your 30s, it's all right. You can say it because Amanda's not so. So Amanda, I'm really interested now because obviously, as, as Adam said, you've heard the thirty-something comic book idiots uh, talk about Marvel Superhero Island. So, what was it like when? Because I imagine you probably went to Islands of Adventure not long after it first opened. So I went to Islands of Adventure the year that it opened, and I was blown away by Marvel Superhero Island. Because then the colours were really bright. The music was really loud. And so I I still really love the music of that whole area now. And uh, that's probably my favourite part about the area. And when you'd walk in and you'd hear the Hulk roaring and you'd hear it from like walking into the park. I loved everything about it and I thought that was fascinating. And I adored it when the characters came out. And that, like, especially because... I obviously have a little brother and he was maybe four or five when Islands of Adventure opened and that was the time when he was super into Spider-Man cartoons and X-Men cartoons so seeing him, seeing the characters was as magical as, as I felt meeting the princesses in Disney. Awesome. Because it meant that much to him like seeing him dressed in a tiny little Spider-Man costume and Spider-Man running out to meet him and Doctor Doom being out there and the interactions were absolutely incredible and I'm like so I I hold on to memories like that with Marvel Superhero Island and I think maybe that makes my feelings a little bit different to your guys 
Yeah, but I think that's good. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a, a completely different perspective on it. Because yeah, yeah I, you know, I didn't see it till I was in my teens. Adam obviously mm-hmm. was in his twenties at the time, and P Dubs I made him the same kind of age. So I was in my thirties. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So, so not like not that long ago then, huh? No, it's uh, only went the first time I'd been to Islands of Adventure was only four years ago. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess it's uh yeah, I guess if I was like, you know, whatever, thirty three, I might have been a little less enthused, but I was twenty two, you know, and mm. like uh the, the theme park, you know, uh what what is it? Uh rampant escalation escalating war between Disney and Universal hadn't hadn't nearly begun at that point, so No, I don't think I mean I, I even when I first went in two thousand seven I mean, obviously they were they were rivals because they were both theme parks, but I don't think even then I felt that there was the rivalry that you we probably see that there is now. No, there was. It really, honestly, I don't think it started it even like I think it literally began in, in the in the slightest like baby steps when they put the mummy over at Universal, uh, the Universal proper. Because honestly, like if if you went to Hollywood like me, you're like, okay, Jurassic Park's cool. You know, like, well, actually, no, that's that's an island. Uh, so, yeah, like stuff like Backdraft, who cares? <laughs> Twister, I, I love that movie, but, like, you know, like, I didn't need to see a Twister, right? There wasn't a lot over in Universal proper. There was something. I, I know Jaws, Jaws, I gotcha, you know. And but Back to the Future. I never cared for Back to the Future. <gasps> Adam! That's <laughs> blasphemy. But, but, no, well, fine. But I'm saying there wasn't a lot, and then they put in the mummy, and it was like, okay, so they're they're starting they're starting to put more effort into that side of it. And I really think that was kind of the first inkling that there was there was going to be more coming. So, so what was that? Two thousand three, two thousand four. I think the mummy was. Yeah, yeah. I think Kong closed around two thousand three. I think. So I know that was when I was going to first go over because I was so desperate. I. I I've told this story so many times about how Kong was well, Kong Plantation was a ride that I wanted to ride more than any other attraction ever in history because I was obsessed with King Kong as a kid. And when I found out it was closing, I looked into flying over alone at like 21 um, to go. And I'm glad I didn't go in the end because I, I would have got to Orlando and not realised how big the place was. Because I don't... You, you've never been over to England, have you, Adam? Uh, no, I've... I've I've never traveled outside of the continental uh, Americas. Yeah. So, like, when you come over to, if you ever do, I'm sure you will at some point come over to, like, England, you will realize how close everything is. Like, going to oh, Orlando. No, I've, seen, I've, seen your, I've seen your map. I can walk across it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, if I'd have gone to Orlando not being able to, to drive on my own, I don't know how I would have got around anyway. It was, it's, it's such a big place. But, um... Yeah, I think it must have been like that kind of time that 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 happened. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. I, don't I, I think probably about five. Hang on, what were you now? I reckon around two thousand. I reckon Harry Potter was the time that it really started yeah, to ramp up. That was the that was the big burst. But yeah. it, there there was a you know Universal made progress moves. before then. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, but. Um, Obviously, uh, we're talking. We've kind of gone off from Islands of Adventure, but it was Marvel Superhero Island in particular that you wanted to kind of 
pick apart? Yeah, so the idea is basically we all, I guess, like, uh, go around and pick, make, basically pitch three changes. Like, I don't know if y'all did exactly what I did. I, I came up with three attractions. And then I also have, like, three honorable mentions that are kind of, like, smaller ideas. And it's all pie-in-the-sky stuff. Like, if you if if you were the new creative director of Islands of Adventure, like, what, you know, what would you, what would you do? You have, in, you know, whatever Viacom's budget is Viacom. Uh, Comcast. 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 Sorry, all that crap is confusing. But <laughs> but you have you have Comcast wallet, you know. So, um, but yeah, you know, pretty simple. I I, okay. I didn't have I didn't have six. I'll say that off the bat, I didn't have six. Well, um, I I really am interested to hear from you guys being. Having more knowledge of Marvel characters. Just say basically. nerds. Just say nerds, right? No, not nerds. I'm a nerd too. I'm just a nerd in a different way. I love all nerds. But, but you're, you're a pretty pretty woman nerd. It's it's a little different. Well, it it's, depends if I've got my makeup on or I'm wearing a bun or not. Because when I go to the Bin Planet, sure I'm just in sweatpants and a bun. Go up in the butt. Come on. And they're you're like, just, oh, God, she's back, the werewolf looking. girl. <laughs> oh, well, at least you've got a nickname. I know. But like you guys obviously know like characters that I might not know, so you'll have you'll have more kind of in depth ideas. Whereas mine will be like mainstream. Hey, let's have Avengers. You know what I mean? So I I really want to hear your guys first, and I'm not going to steal your ideas. Maybe. Well, I I'm assuming <laughs> that we all have an Avengers like pitch in there somewhere. So I'm I'm actually saving that one for like last of the the three regular ideas just because like i said i think there there'll probably be some variation but i think we all have probably somewhere near that you know when it comes to avengers mm-hmm. so did you want to start a, a particular attraction or oh well the way i just I, I in my mind it's just all torn down because it kind of needs to be at this point so you're you're literally bulldozing that land Mm-hmm. And starting as if as if it never existed at all. I mean, if you you know, like I said, if y'all have it differently, if you're like, okay, this is what I would do to Incredible Hulk, you know, or this is what I would put in place of Incredible Hulk. I don't think it really matters. It's it's just like let's just throw it out there and you know, um, Amanda, you want to go first? Um, no, I won't. I won't want you guys to go first. <laughs> I don't feel silly because I don't Mr. know many of the characters. <laughs> Mr. PW, do you want to? You know. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go first, and then you saying that, Adam. I actually haven't got an Avengers pitch at all. I'm. I'm stepping away from from that main core, and I want to build uh, a Netflix superhero island. Um. So I'm going. For yes, this is my that's... kind of one. Oh yeah, Joel McHale coaster. <laughs> my, my, my first pitch for a ride in the style of Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin I want to punish a shoot 'em up game <laughs> oh my god yes we're really uh, I, I swear this wasn't meant to be a pun but we're really shooting for the fences there aren't we <laughs> yep so, I yep. love that uh, just like even go Toy Story Midway Mania so it's all <laughs> CGI, so, so so the characters pop up on screens and you shoot them from your from your, from your ride vehicle. Okay, but would you would you ask the guys behind Mortal Kombat to do the animation so that there's like just blood splattering everywhere and? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at Universal as the more adult theme park of of the two in in Orlando. So, yep, I I would definitely go with the the blood and gore version. That um, I mean, that reminds me that idea, even in its kind of you know, th- there's not much detail there. You kind of like gone you know a bit like Buzz Lightyear, but with Mortal Kombat style violence. But that reminds me of like my favorite. Um, never developed a Disney attraction, which I think was called Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers. Like something like that anyway. But the idea being that you had a ride where you would go out with Dick Tracy in one of his cars and you'd be shooting at all the villains. Mm. And it was turned down by Disney because of it being a bit too violent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm interested to see how you... I don't think you're looking to shy away from it, though, P-Dubs. I think you're like, you know, like, let's no. fucking get on it full on. Dis- Disney aren't going to touch these characters in a theme park. So why not, as part of this deal, just let Universal have them and, yeah. and go for the more adult side of the, of the comics? Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way Disney will put any of these characters in their theme parks. You won't see Daredevil, you won't see... The Punisher, any of those. Hang on, we're not going to see a Punisher meet and greet. I'm very disappointed. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I freaking love the Punisher. And and well, in this day and age, if if a dude dressed like Frank Castle shows up to a theme park, people are hitting the panic button quick. Too shy. Too shy. So who's next? Uh, yeah, I'd go next. I mean, I I, in a way, I think. Whilst I'd, I think some of the attractions could probably uh, quite easily be done away with, um, I do think that the Hulk coaster is, is such a big anchor. Um, I said anchor, by the way. Um, like I, I think you need to keep an attraction like that. Um, but I don't think the Incredible Hulk is a particularly good thing for it. Like I've never thought that. Like It doesn't seem like i can't understand where that character kind of fits in with that coaster it's recognition Uh, i mean that's the only reason that they chose it it's uh, people remember the the old tv show so yeah it was like spider-man wolverine and the hulk (laughs) oh yeah no i I, don't you i know why they chose that character but what i mean is is that to me and i've only gone the new version I i never went on the the hulk before the, the revamp of it a few years ago. Um, but it doesn't seem, the storyline doesn't seem to like really fit. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, if you was going to keep that coaster, but change it, I would actually make it a Green Goblin coaster. One, because the paint scheme's already pretty much there. Um, but also, like a, a bit like what they tried to do with Doctor Doom, which is actually punish you for going on the ride, that to me makes more sense than the Hulk. And yeah, it's uh, one of the, the stronger kind of Marvel or almost recognized Marvel villains. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you 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 change the actual coaster itself. <laughs> it's it's a larger goblin glider or something like that. That that's a pretty clever change. Yeah, a bit like um, you could have it a little bit like is it Manta at SeaWorld? That kind of thing. So uh, it'd actually uh, be hanging down from that it as would well. be so cool. Yeah. Mm. And that, and that would make Hulk it alone. a bit, bit more scary. No, you can't leave the Hulk alone. 
Yeah, I, right. Take the Hulk back to work. Like, no, it's smoother now. Now that they've redone the track. It's smoother now. Back... Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, honestly, if you'd have gotten it before, you would, you'd come off with, like, a milkshakey head. I did. That's exactly well, even how worse. I came Oh, my God. It was so rough, but the storyline was so much better. There's, like, no storyline to it now, really. Um, but I would go back to the old storyline and keep the, the new more smooth of a ride. So you just well, it doesn't have to be the Hulk. Well, well, if it's going to be, go back to the old storyline, it would have to be the Hulk, but not necessarily. Like They could make it uh, an entire like Avengers ride if they wanted to. Okay. Okay. Um, so go on, Adam. You, you've not you've not spoke up yet. Okay, Amanda, you didn't want to go next. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know. If mine sounds a little bit silly now compared to your guys' one. But basically, I was thinking because I've been super into the Marvel shows on Netflix, and so like Paul had said maybe have an area theme to that. But then I was thinking of one specific ride where the pre-show could be similar to what we had with Terminator. So we'd have the characters coming out of like the, the show bit and they could be maybe the Defenders. Okay. And then on the ride, it could be kind of Gringotts style where it's kind of screen but kind of coaster as well. And you could maybe be in the shoes of different characters. So if you were going to be Daredevil, it could really play with your senses because obviously you wouldn't be able to see so it'd be in darkness. But they could play up with like sounds and scents and spray you with things. I think that'd be really cool. But you could obviously be like have different sections for different characters. Yeah. Maybe. See a man has already thought of the quintessential universal property. Yeah, water at you. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not going wild and saying something that Universal would never do. I'm, I'm saying Universal, you can have my idea if you just give me some free passes. <laughs> well, that's that's much better than what they have now for Daredevil, which is a single Easter egg placard on on a uh, a facade wall. Well, I didn't yeah. even know that. Where's that? Uh, on your right, as you're walking through, uh, there's a, a placard that says "Law Offices of Nelson and Murdoch." It's. I think oh, yeah. it's across from Doctor Doom's Fearfall. What on the floor? Or? No, no. It's. It's. There's a. You know that that facade wall that turns into uh, a uh, toy shop or a statue. Oh shop. yes. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's. It's right there on the lake. But there's. There's nothing. There's nothing there. It's just. It's just like. Oh, here's a little Easter egg, which is fine. But you know, whatever. I feel like. I like. I'd like to see Daredevil. Utilize in the park, and then if they if they utilize in dead, then we might get Punisher. Is what I'm saying. So I wanted a Punisher ride, but I couldn't think of anything that, that you could have. Twisted mind of pay dubs. <laughs> Go on, Adam. Uh, so for my first one, I I just called it the Iceman Slideways uh, coaster. So it's uh, think like the Jimmy Neutron style like attraction that actually goes through other rides. It's like, it's not particularly fast, but the, the idea is that Iceman created this, this slide all of, all through the Marvel superhero Island. And, you know, you get on it and you get like a bird's eye view of, of everything else. So simple. I think it's, it's a more effective use of X-Men than, you know, storm force accelerator. A ride I've never been on, by the way. 
Really? It's the uh, it's the only ride I've never gone on a Marvel Superhero Island because it just looks like a load of shit. You know what? It's it's very it's a very simple ride, but it's it's a funny one. I think like you 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 have fun on it. It's just a, a silly. You've got I, nothing else to do. Like, I love the nice. teacup ride in Magic Kingdom, but. The thing about Stormforce Accelerator is probably basically. I'm, I'm sure it's it's exactly as fun as the, the teacup ride. It's the same thing. However, it's just certain things that this is what bothers me about Marvel Superhero Island. There's such a clear lack of effort in certain dimensions. It's like okay, we have our two e-ticket rides. Everything else is bottom of the barrel. So Doctor Doom's Fear Fall, you can you can literally go that anywhere in the country. It's 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 a baseline attraction. It has nothing to do with Doctor Doom. It's just like, oh, here we just put Doctor Doom's name on it and we put some colors up. And and Stormforce Accelerator is the same thing. Like, oh, we need something with X Men, uh, tornadoes, teacups. Uh, you know, it's 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 just such a lack of effort that that's really what bothers me. It's like Dino Dino Land USA, isn't it? In in a way. Uh, Oh, you're talking about like the the basketball? Yeah, yeah, that crap. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. But I mean, Universal's always had that anyway. There's always been like the the carnival fair section. That's the, like Dino Land USA for for Disney. Like that that uh, there's not a lot of that, you know. So it was kind of unusual that they put that there. Not that it's good, but but Universal has always had like these little like carny carny fair attractions here and there. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. So, but yeah, I, to- Iceman, I think is a is an interesting choice because um, he was he was probably the first X Men character that I ever remember because he was in Spider Man and his Amazing Friends. So I yes. didn't even realize that he was an X Men character until I was much older because I just assumed he was a, a friend of Spider Man. Uh, he wasn't an X-Man around that time. They, uh, the original X-Men had disbanded, so they were kind of putting him in other stuff. But uh, that's actually the first appearance of Firestar, who became a comic book character later after that cartoon. Oh, I had such a crush on her. I won't lie. Putting my first cartoon crush. My second was Chitara, so I've, I've obviously got weird kind of takes as it goes anyway. <laughs> so maybe we'll just like swiftly it. move on. Yeah, Oh yeah, got a cross. Yeah. <laughs> so go on, P Dubs. What was your second one? So kind of similar to to what Amanda said. Sticking with what Universal know best with screens, something similar to to the current King Kong ride and Fast and the Furious, where you're actually inside a scene. I would like to see a Defenders corridor fight. <gasps> So that they're fighting kind of alongside you and you're kind of going through the middle of them. I don't know what kind of ride vehicle I would use, but it just seems like that's the trope that they've used in the Netflix shows that each series has to have one of these huge corridor fights. And and just sticking with that, that universal theme of going through the middle of a scene as they're doing with these current rides, uh, I just thought that would that would fit in and kind of add a, like a pre-show of, of something maybe finding them like in in the defenders where they're they kind of sitting having a meal and discussing everything like they've done with Fast and the Furious, where you're kind of involved in a in a party scene beforehand. Um, maybe something similar to that. What uh, what's the name of that that uh, ride the the ride vehicle that the uh, haunted mansion is? The Omnimover. 
Omnimover. Like that that would probably work best for something like that where you're swiveled around and there's a new scene and Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that that should be really cool. That, that does seem to be a bit of tech. I know it's it's quite old fashioned, but I think is still really effective. And nowhere nowhere seems to use that kind of stuff anymore. No. So, yeah, no, I, I that was. That. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Like, I, like that's something that is more like a family ride because I feel like at Islands of Adventure even though it was kind of its whole premise was that it was going to be a more thrilling park mm-hmm. sometimes that's that's not that's not the best route to go down so I feel like if we had more family rides it would work well and having the Punisher shoot people isn't well I mean I'm, I'm down for the idea anyway I'm not, I'm not saying all the rides need to be family friendly I'm just saying like one it's friendly to my family. <laughs> it's yeah. friendly to my family because it's just me. <laughs> I thought you sound like me. <laughs> um, well, I haven't got Ash anymore. She's left me for a baby. So it's just me and James. Yeah, I suppose. I don't think that's how... I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no, you don't, you know, you know, I, I, I assume that when my brother has a child, I'll still be able to call him my brother. No, you see, yeah, and is... um, she can, but she just can't come to Orlando with me for a few years. And then when she does, she's obviously going to have a small child. So then I'll have to think about family friendly rides. Whereas right now, uh, if I wanted to, I could just not give a frig about people's children getting on rides. But I do because I'm a caring person. Well, a little little bit of advice from somebody who I, I mean, I, my little brother doesn't have a kid, but I have nieces and nephews and honorary. It, it depends on the parent. Like, just keep whispering in her ear. Like, look, my my niece uh, was born in Orlando, and she was literally in the parks, I think, two weeks after she was born. Yes. Uh, before she was one years old, we were at New Year's Eve in uh, Epcot. Amazing. Well, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I feel like, do, do under threes get free flights? Have I made that up? Um... Uh, uh, most airlines, I don't know about cross country. I mean, cross uh, cross ocean. Okay, so then theme parks under three years are free. So I'm like, I could get them started really early anyway. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, a lot of people take their kid for their first haircut to uh, Main Street out in uh, yeah, Magic sure. Kingdom. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Sam was eighteen months when we took him. Awesome. So these are all cool things, but like then again, like we're going to have to think of rides that then we can take the baby on. So things like ET. Boy, well, I don't think you can take babies on ET now because yeah, they haven't got spaceships. Yeah, no, that seems like a. I'm sorry. What? You 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 can't take kids. Like there's a height limit on ET. <laughs> well, then oh, we shit. definitely need something like the People Mover. I mean, I, I suppose you could get one of those bicycle uh, uh, attachments that you can... Uh, put them on uh, the basket. <laughs> yeah, just put yeah, them on the basket, like ET You can just be ET. I don't think they'd be happy about you like damaging their ride, but, you know, well, go yeah. for it. Well, I mean, the amount of time and love that I give to that ET ride, like, they should let me do what I want, really. Far too much, in my opinion. Well, you know, I'll be the judge of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know like things i think they the both parks maybe do need things kind of more disney-esque where you can take babies on them but 
because I'm I like I'm feeling a bit selfish and I'm thinking about myself right now. I want a jewel and roller coaster. Well, you can't you know, take on that. That's that's <laughs> a horrible idea. <movie. laughs> <laughs> but I don't want two roller coasters. I want four. What? Yeah, I want four roller coasters all going at the same time, and I want it like villains themed. So, like one or but okay, maybe two roller coasters can be like the good guys. So it could be Avengers, or it could be the Fantastic Four, whatever. It could be whoever. But then I want two of the other roller coasters being villains, so they're the more intense ones. And all four roller coasters are going at the same time. That's what I want. And what kind of star are you thinking, like Julian Dragons, or would you be more traditional roller coaster? Um, I'm thinking like Julian Dragons, mixed with um, rock and roller coaster. Wow. So I want like fast launches. I want music. I want crazy lights. Oh, I thought you meant you wanted Steven Tyler to be the villain. I mean, it, it, whatever floats your boat. I, I personally think he's a villain in Rock and Roller Coaster. It's just that we've been too blind to see it. He's basically trying to kill you. Like He's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get you a super fast limo. I'm How just saying. irresponsible. Yeah, that, that's it. I just think it is very, very irresponsible. So Amanda, what... I mean, I know, obviously, your your knowledge of, of comic book characters isn't particularly as, as strong as some of us on here, but with your knowledge of characters that you do know, what four characters or, or groups or whatever would you want to theme that coaster around, do you think? I don't know. This is where I was struggling with it because I had too many ideas and I was, I was just getting myself like overwhelmed with characters and I was like, well, no, because they don't really go together and they didn't really go together, but I kind of want them anyway. But I feel like if we took the Doctor Doom ride and rethemed that as something else, we could have Doctor Doom maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, is Venom a a villain? Like, would your class him as a villain? Like, is he yeah, a villain? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Okay, like, so enough so that you. Well, I guess if you're looking at the new movie, pro- they they probably won't look at it that way. But uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, that's it's designed to be a villain. So then you could maybe like realistically these could be interchangeable. So like if if things come out they could be rethemed because all it would be is like the the cars would be different colors and like the lighting would be different and things like that and the music. So it's things that could be changed. But obviously you'd get a different experience on each roller coaster that you go on. But I was thinking maybe like Venom and Spider-Man or like Doctor Doom or Green Goblin or you could even do it like X Men themed, maybe. Like yeah. we, you could go all kinds of different ways. Like it could be literally anything, but you'd have like the villain element of it, and then you've got four roller coasters in one. So you've got people that are going to be wanting to do each each type of coaster. So I think that'd be super popular. You know what? I think if you themed it to X Men, right? Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it. Technically, you could probably get them crossing over in an X shape. Maybe. So that might work. That'd be interesting. Maybe. Like, I just thought that'd be like a cool thing because I miss Dueling Dragons and I love roller coasters and I feel like there's just not enough 
roller coasters in in any of the parks and then the ones that we do get like rip ride rocket just break all the time and absolute death traps i don't like so i want like good solid roller coasters four different kinds all different things happening in them and i think it'd be really cool right on it's Mm -hmm. certainly unique i know certainly unique. like you know, you've had your, your jewel and dragon to your two, but you're doubling it. You're making it better. Eat that Harry Potter. <laughs> well, it was better than my suggestion because I was thinking that I was trying to think of what Islands of Adventure doesn't have. Um, and like you say, like Jewel and Dragons, it had, but now it doesn't. So a new version of that would would be fine. Um, but they have, you know, fairly similar um, ride systems. And I thought, oh, you know what, be really good to do another type of ride with that um, arm that they have for Hogwarts but it's already in the same park so you can't really do that so one thing they don't really have is a simulator which doesn't have to take up a lot of floor space but that could be quite interesting and I was thinking just because of what you could cram into a simulator film would be the X-Men it would, you know, that'd be quite easy to do because there's enough villains involved with the X-Men universe, enough, you know, actual superheroes there as well that, you know, that could be quite fun to do. Um, but, but I suppose at the same time, it might be a little bit similar to Spider-Man in some ways. Well, just swap that out for Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I suppose they've got to really at some point, haven't they? Like, I mean, I... No. I still no, love Spider Man. It's, it's one of the, it's still one of the best attractions of any theme park in the world. I, I completely agree. Second, second only to the Indiana Jones and Temple of Forbidden Eye, I think it's called, out in Disneyland. Uh, I, they'd be stupid to take it away unless they come up with something just so mind blowing that they can't pass it up. Well, when we went this year, quite oh, sorry, last year, um, Craig had said to me that he thought Transformers was probably his favourite ride at Universal. Um, and I knew that it was going to be fairly similar to Spider-Man, but I'm not, Adam, have you done Transformers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I was at Universal last, last year. Yes, of course you were, yeah. So, I mean, it is a carbon copy of Spider-Man, isn't it? Uh, from what I've heard, the, the track is the same. I don't know. I mean, it feels different. It's It's rougher. It actually reminds me... Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. It's just like, uh, like I said, it feels a little faster and a little rougher, but you know, but that's not the point. I mean, it's, whether it's the same thing or not, it, it feels different. I don't think it feels as good. No, it doesn't. As Spider-Man? Yeah. I still think Spider-Man and considering that I know it's, I know it's had a bit of a refurb and that. But Spider-Man's coming up to being 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's still a better ride. I, st- I think it's a better ride than Transformers. Um, I, I like them both in different ways. So I, I like the... Even though like they, they may be the same like ride tracks, I feel like... I, I do think they do feel different, but I feel because... like I like the Spider-Man ride a bit better, but I like the Transformers story better. Transformers has an upstairs so at one point in transformers you go up in a lift mm-hmm. of sorts um so there, you know so that it is it isn't the same as spider-man in that regard but 
Um, you know, I, th- I think the actual set pieces are, are, are fairly similar. Well, in Spider-Man, you get shot with a ray and you start floating. Yes. That's true. Yes. And then you get this fire. And I like the fire bit of Spider-Man. Yeah. And water, of course. Don't forget water. It's a universal attraction, so that must have water. Obviously. Yeah. And Stanley. And Stanley. Is Stanley in the Transformers? <laughs> <And> <laughs> probably is. He's probably one of the voices. Um, actually, I lost count of how many Stanleys are in that new Spider-Man ride. Uh, I think Lee Allaby told me five. I, I think I saw at least four. So five wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that. One of super hard to find. I want to say it's when you're when you're about to become a pancake. I I, I counted them. I I think I saw five of them. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think a simulator attraction is something that Universal could do. It's fairly family friendly. Um, you know, compared to like a roller coaster, like what Amanda was doing. Um. And yeah, I think that would be a nice replacement for Storm. The Tis After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Right on. Yeah. Um, for my second one, I went, uh, kind of harkens back to the original concept for the Hulk coaster, which was a Silver Surfer themed roller coaster, but I didn't go Silver Surfer. Um, so my idea is a mummy style dark ride themed after the Fantastic Four. Wow. So. So the thing that people like, okay, the reason that the Fantastic Four movies never work is because people don't get that the Fantastic Four aren't exactly superheroes. They're explorers. Uh, the comics actually ripped off of a, an older DC comic called Challengers of the Unknown, but added a few twists. But um, so basically the ride would be you in an extended version of the Fantastic Car going through the various, like all kinds of different things, like going through the negative zone going through like maybe going back in time 
you know, to like but colonial England or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, going back uh, and eventually you would see a giant, you know, uh, head of, of Galactus. It probably wouldn't move much. You'd probably just see it blinking, you know, but with what they can do with a combination of like animatronics and like uh, pro- projection mapping and stuff like that, they could probably do something really cool with it that wouldn't necessarily require a lot of upkeep. I like that because that sounds cool. Yeah, Galactus is is a huge villain. Um, I mean, literally a, a huge villain. Um, but also, and as not well, a cloud, and definitely like not a cloud, as he was in the uh, the second Fantastic Four movie. Well, the third Fantastic Four movie, because you know, yeah, I, uh, I obviously okay. always uh, consider. You want to be that guy? One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still my favorite. Still my favorite. Um, but. It's interesting you chose that and the mummy because I think, even though it aesthetically doesn't look like it, but I think the ride vehicle for the mummy would be a good kind of uh, cover for the fantastic car. Mm-hmm. So I think that's quite inspired, actually. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think you know if they did, um, I, I don't think animatronics the way to go. I like animatronics a lot, but they tend to break down. Fairly often, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like projection you, mapping, you, yeah, yeah. You have like a big head, and you use some projection mapping, and maybe like like I said, a couple of parts on the head might move or something like that. You know, like the eyes blinking, which shouldn't have any real issues. I mean, if it's a simple motion, uh, although I don't know anything about animatronics, so I could be talking out of my ass. <laughs> well, I, I think most of us generally are on these podcasts. To be fair. So, you know, don't, don't, don't feel too hard done by. Um, but I, I didn't realize that the Silver Surfer was originally what was going to be the Hulk. Yep. Uh, supposedly they were going to have a giant Galactus at the end of that. Unless I've been lied to. I got, like, if, if, if I'm sure, I know y'all have, like, a ton of fans out there, and, like, somebody's going to be like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We'll blame Hunter. <laughs> I heard it as well, Adam. I I do believe that was the original plan. Thank you. <laughs> you did take a while to back me up there. You're kind of like, I oh, let him let him swing for a little bit. <laughs> no, I I definitely heard it somewhere that, that it's been said that that was was their original plans. It was probably it was probably one of those things where it was more like they were throwing it out there, and I'm sure somebody quickly said like, we're not building a giant a Galactus. Like, like that's like, like, like back then it would have been completely animatronic and had all kinds of problems or cardboard. Could be made of cardboard. I, yeah. I, <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'm, I'm glad they never did it. Cause that would be horribly disappointing. <laughs> Speaking of horrible disappointing, who's next? Is it me? No, I think. Or is it you? You did your second one, didn't you? Yeah, I've done my second one. Yeah. Yeah. So, my third one, and this is kind of taking note from the other park up the road. Um, Hollywood Studios have got the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Well, Islands of Adventure, they've got an area behind where Superhero Island is that was meant to be for a show. I, I would like to put in a Daredevil show stunt show where that would be so cool where he would take on the hand and have the final fight scene like at indiana jones where he takes on the the guy in the plane 
um, I would have him take on Electra at the end. <gasps> yes. In the second season. Um, and obviously, again, characters that people know. Electra obviously has been introduced to the to the wider world in a very poor film. Um, but she is known, and I, I think that would work to have that. And, and Universal do those shows so well, you just have to look at uh, Waterworld out in Hollywood um, and things like that, that you know they can do it. So so that would that would be my, my pick for something different. They, I know they've got a couple of shows similar that aren't particularly popular at the moment, though, which I could see going and could do could do this that would be my my pick would be to have a stunt show of, of some kind I love that go ahead sorry I feel like you, um, Anton Fenton definitely needs a good solid show I know that we've got Sinbad but I mean that I've seen that show probably a million bajillion times and the, the I appreciate all the hard work that they do I know the stunts aren't easy and the choreography is amazing in it but if we could have something fresh with relevant characters, like you say, and I think that would eat up a good chunk of of crowd too, because I feel like what Island sometimes struggles with is it seems like it's got a lot of rides, but it actually hasn't. So yeah. something that could eat up a big a big portion of the crowd for for maybe thirty forty minutes would be a good thing. Amanda, that mm. Sinbad show that you mentioned, yeah, is it based on Shazam? I friggin' wish it was, then I, then I wouldn't feel like I was so crazy. I honestly, I mean, jokes aside, I actually didn't realise that Sinbad was still going, the show, at, at Islands of Adventure. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I actually like, had a soft spot for it when I, when I saw it um, a good few years ago now. You know, I, I do think that it's a really, really good show, and I feel like everybody should go and see it once, at least, because mm. I do think it's fantastically done. But I just feel like it's something, and I feel I feel the same way about the Indiana Jones one at Hollywood Studios because I've I've seen that for so many years, and now I kind of feel like like I think you guys were talking about on the Disneyland Paris episode about lights, motor action, mm. and how you you thought it was a good show, but once you've seen it, you've seen it. Definitely, it's it's kind of like that. Like I've seen it that many times, so I'm like, okay, well now. Like I, I probably couldn't even tell you the last time that I saw it. It was at least six or seven years ago. That I, I, I do find that quite often with those kind of shows, that's that's the problem. You know, like one mm. of the reasons why I think... I, I, look, I'm, I'm not comparing the two, all right? But I think one of the reasons why people love Bill and Ted so much as a show is because every year it was different. <laughs> Yeah. Now I know you know a lot of work goes into stunt shows, so you can't change it up as frequently as that. But I think anything that goes in there as a live show, any anything like that at all, has got to be adaptable. Even <laughs> if what you do is you open it as as Paul's got as like a daredevil show, and then three four years down the line you change it so um, it it could be uh, a Wolverine show. Or something. Yeah. And you don't well, you know to change what? too like, much, but just the characters. Yeah. I feel like Universal have missed a trick with the Netflix Marvel shows because I know that I was really late getting into them. But now I'm like, oh my god, I can't imagine 
not having seen any of these because they're amazing. And I feel like if Universal would have capitalized on that early, if they could have, I don't know the legal aspects of them doing things with, with those shows, but if they would have maybe made a show after maybe Daredevil season two had came out. Well, Universal definitely owns uh, Daredevil since they have the Murdoch thing. I mean, I don't think Disney would sue over that, but uh, <laughs> they definitely don't own Jessica Jones because that right. character debuted after the deal went through. Luke Cage, who knows? Mm. I bet they do, though. Well, I mean, they, what they could have done was maybe start off with a Daredevil show and then they maybe could have done a whole Defenders show. And then they could have changed it to a Punisher show after the the Punisher season came out last year or the year before whenever it came out. Like they they could have been utilizing it earlier on, and it, I think that would have got quite a big crowd. Well, uh, like this is all pie in the sky stuff. Like I said, I hate to, I hate to use that term twice because it's two times more I've ever used it in my life. But <laughs> um, but the reality is is that disney's never gonna allow universal to do anything i mean daredevil they'll they'll you know if they wanted to do like a a rooftop run like show or something like that with daredevil they'd probably allow that but you know jessica jones is mostly known for cursing and sex that ain't good disney's never gonna allow them to do anything with her uh punisher same thing you know i mean they, people always ask well, what why isn't there a black widow movie why isn't there a black black widow is a, an assassin like yeah they have her in the movie but they kind of downplay that like you you know I, I they don't want her running alongside disney princesses you know so there's there's you know because disney has to approve everything that they put in over at universal studios they can't just say well we have the rights to this character we're gonna do whatever we want you know it has to respect yeah i, I mean obviously originally it was marvel but now disney in general it has to respect their vision of the characters that is roughly family friendly well my next one is something that disney defo wouldn't approve so this is definitely pie in the sky for the third time and that's the guardians of the galaxy dark ride do we all want to go get pie after this like (laughs) i'd love to get pie after this (laughs) every time you say it i'm thinking of the zeus high in the sky trolley ride so i'm just thinking of different things but it could be like you could be in Star Lord's spaceship, and it could be a family ride. So the vehicle, like itself inside, could maybe be something like what the earthquake vehicle was, or the confrontation vehicle was. And I'd like to see loads of practical effects, so loads of animatronics, fire, big, elaborate sets, and you could even maybe be going to. A bunch of characters like homes like home planets or wherever and see loads of tiny little groups like <laughs> et <laughs> i've already known the et oh, ride is what i'm saying <laughs> it, i was just about to say it's exactly like going through the queue for et <laughs> yeah that's that's i'm saying i want a more up-to-date et but don't touch et so do it garden to galaxy themed i must be <laughs> I must be really hungry because when you say Groots because of your accent, I thought you said grits. <laughs> I was like, damn, cheese grits sound really good. Can you right? tell them what grits are? Because I keep seeing every time I go to Epcot, shrimp and grits, oh. and I'm like, what the fuck's a grit? Oh, like, I guess they're doing that because of Mardi Gras. Uh, grits are like, I think they're technically cornmeal or something like that, but it's it's a southern breakfast staple, and it basically it's... 
I don't know. It's not really like rice. Is it like rice pudding? Or porridge. Uh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's closer to porridge, yeah. Um, but it doesn't taste the same. And uh, But, it, yeah, it's a southern staple. Um, uh, people do it different ways. There, People do shrimp and grits. Uh, uh, for breakfast, like I like cheese grits, which is just literally just cheese melted into the grits. And, you know, oh, God, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but if you do have uh, like, I, not to stop the show, but if you do when you're, because uh, is Mardi Gras still going to be going on when you're there? No, I strategically booked my holiday for the week that Mardi Gras finishes. Uh, okay, because I was going to say like they have that sign that says Nolan style food, uh, which basically saying like this isn't really like anything you'd get in New Orleans. This is just like our, like we'll do it our way and. Yeah. So, so like if you if you if you have the jambalaya there just be aware like it's not exactly the same thing which isn't to say it's bad just you know. but it's probably bad i heard you uh talking I, about that on metal hand of god and i was creasing up the new orleans style oh yeah did we talk about that when craig was on yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay but uh but sorry but yeah so guardians of the galaxy grit scroots yeah so i'd like <laughs> I miss things like Earthquake, where you would get all the fire and you'd get the big water effects. And, like, I love things like that in rides. So I would like a family ride with well, so well, many practical effects. You know, if you go to Hollywood, uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot. Of, I mean, I know they got rid of the King Kong a long time ago. That was that was part of it. But Jaws is still there and, like, all, all those effects. Yeah. Like, those are still on that... Like, uh, trolley ride like yeah. that's that's what i want like in real life but if i'm just keeping it to marvel superhero island like i want a dark ride with aliens and baby groots and water and fire wait you're i'm sorry let's let's back that up what you're saying is in real life you just want randomly like explosions <laughs> and floods and in been... real life i want the back lot tour but in universal studios adam you've oh. never been to the north of england so <laughs> This is There's what Maddie's used explosions. to. It's all just one big uh, Michael Bay production. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm going for. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving to England tomorrow. <laughs> for that. But that's just... what I want to say. I like. I'm, I know that everyone always kind of gets on Universal a little bit about how much they use screens. So, what better way to show everyone that you can still do your practical effects by doing something that's super relevant and practical effects every time you turn a corner. It's true. Right on. It's true. Mm. Uh, my my third one is going to be very short and sweet. I mean, it will. It is so self-explanatory. I'm going to say what it is in seven words. Drop my mic and walk off. Right, because that's all you're going to need from this. Right. I'm excited. My third one. I bring to you Deadpool and Howard the Duck's laugh floor. You're welcome. <laughs> Wow. I mean, you honestly, might, do I need to? You might want to pick that mic back up. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have the bombastic appeal that I thought it would do. I mean, like, what you need to have Deadpool. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, the world needs more How the Duck. I mean, I'm so down for Deadpool. Like, I love, I love Deadpool, and I was really trying to think hard of what about what I could kind of put Deadpool into. And I was like, I can't actually think of anything, but I really want him to be there. That's what I mean. It's, it's, Taco it's so truck. Hard. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, joke. Deadpool's chimichanga. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I could see if you were going to do a um, uh, a uh, screen-based attraction, you could do something with the fact that uh, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. You could have him like ripping through scenes as if they were comic book pages, and you know that would be something interesting as well. Oh my god! Why do they have to do it? Right? Surely, what they should have done instead of replacing the great movie ride is just throwing Deadpool in there. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just, just slacking off every scene as you as you drive up to it. Yeah. Oh, man, such a wasted opportunity. Anyway, so that was that was what I had. Uh, so I, I'm surprised that like no one did anything near this. Uh, so my idea is, even though I said like you you can't touch Spider Man, my idea is to completely tear down Spider Man, rebuild the building as Avengers Tower, and do. Funny enough that this came up earlier. Spider Man is amazing friends. So essentially, like that's mostly the title. Although it would be cool to have like Fire, Firestar, and Iceman in it. But uh, essentially, the idea is to re retheme the current Spider-Man attraction so that you're an envoy at Avengers Tower, and it gets attacked by let's just go with the Chitari, and uh, Spider-Man is basically tasked with uh, keeping you safe as you try to fly out of Manhattan. And so you get quick scenes with like Iron Man, uh, Thor, you know, I don't know, uh, I guess maybe Captain America could be in the Quinjet. I don't know, whatever. But it would be uh, sort of similar to the, well, you could go with the opening of Age of Ultron or the the, uh, Manhattan, uh, Battle of Manhattan scene in the first Avengers movie. But you just get quick glimpses of each character popping out to, to you know save you from and it, you, you know you could have a, a bigger villain you know like Thanos or something in it but you know but it's mostly like Chitari attacking and uh and you're in I guess like a mini Quinjet and uh, I just think that would be like a fun way of like bringing in the the success of the movies and updating because I really don't like the up like I, I kind of wish if they were gonna have spider-man stay as it is, that they would have kept the cartoony version of it because I really don't like the designs for the for for a lot of what's going on with the updated uh, 4K or whatever it is. And I mean, it's not horrible. It's just I don't know. It's it's lost a little bit of its charm with the update, even though the 3D is better. Yeah, I know what you're you're saying, and also just for our listeners that may not know when um, when Adam says Chitari there, that is not to be confused with my. Uh, former crush from Thundercats, Chitara, two completely different things. Um, but I know what you mean about the Spider-Man upgrade because what's weird is that that whole queue still has the footage from the nineties. Oh, absolutely! Fox animated series, so it doesn't really. It's not. It's not just the animation. They also the offices, like the whole the set design is. It feels like it's from that '90s cartoon. Yeah, they really they've they've done nothing to update that, so it it is weirdly like you know stepping into a different attraction when you actually get on the ride. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're familiar with it. I mean, I suppose like younger people nowadays probably wouldn't get the disconnect, but it does seem weird that they've upgraded all of the ride except for the queue, and I'm yeah, sure they wouldn't cost that much to do that. When you think about the fact that when they updated that attraction, 
Disney had a very popular Spider-Man card. They, they just ended it, I think, last year. But they had uh, that Ultimate Spider card, Spider-Man cartoon was very popular. They could have easily like come out with like a two-minute. Now, granted, I understand Disney. You know, like they'd have had to work with Disney. But if it pumps up the cartoon, which you have on the air, and you're trying to sell, you know, DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever. You know, like I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't have done that. I think um, the only reason I can think is that Disney seemed to want to change things every couple of years. So, like, they had Ultimate Spider-Man for a few years. Now it's back to Spider-Man. And I believe that that version of Spider-Man is now ending. So there's going to be another version of Spider-Man. So Th- That is logical, but I think it's more likely they were just like, why bother? Yeah. I think yeah. it comes down to that. Like, why spend the money? Who cares? Yeah. But, no, I mean, I think that's good. I think that's a, a good way of... Um, of kind of keeping that similar experience, but refreshing it to make it more uh, appealing mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, I like that. So did any of y'all have any honorary mentions? Um, I used all of my um, relevant Marvel knowledge already. <laughs> I, would have gone, like. I would have liked to have, if I knew the Tron coaster wasn't happening, um, I could have seen them try and do something with Ghost Rider. Mm. Which might mm. be quite cool. Although he does seem to have like really not made the leap from comic books to uh you know the mainstream. Uh I mean they put him in Shield, but that's kind of the kiss of death for her for character at this point. Like the the inhumans are pretty much dead in the water because Marvel TV used them and basically wasted them. Well, that was a rush job, wasn't it? Because of the IMAX thing. So, uh, I, I, well, the movie was, but they, I uh, think they had that in the works for like a good like three years. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I think the, the series was done very, very quickly. Uh, okay, uh, well, I, 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 I could have sworn like they, they were. They were putting it together behind the scenes for, for a while, though. But, again, I could be wrong. I don't know. I think they well, were talking about it for a long time. Yeah, they had the film in the in the works for ages, and then Kevin Feige just decided that he, had, he wanted nothing to do with it. And the problem was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had already used the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the plan hadn't been to, to use the actual royal family on telly. And it just... It was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't really, really bad. Um, well, it. This. I mean, this is all like TV movie stuff. But the funny thing is, is like, if there's anything that really drove like a, a logistical wedge between the movies and the TV stuff, where you have to say like it's two different universes, it's the Inhuman stuff because. In the Shield TV show, it's like Inhumans are everywhere. They're all over the planet. They're popping up everywhere. And then you watch the movies, and it's like, no, there's no Inhumans. There's not a single one. Like, <laughs> so. but uh, Paul, did you have any any uh, honorable yeah, mention? Yeah, actually, talk, uh, talking of of Agents of Shield, something similar, kind of being on a Quinjack, a, a simulator type thing. That maybe you're with the agents, mm-hmm. and you're visiting some of the the major battles throughout the. Years where we've not seen them, but they've kind of been behind the scenes. Uh, I know Age of Ultron. It's mentioned that it's possible that it was the agents that turned up with the heli carrier to help out and and things like that. But the Avengers didn't know, and maybe we could see that. So maybe going to some of the planets, like you mentioned, like going to to some of the the fights that Thor has been in, and 
and things like that, and maybe see them arrive behind the scenes at the the battle at the airport in in Civil War and and things like that. Just a, a straight out simulator like Star Tours. Right on. That sounds super cool. I feel like there's so much cool little things that they could do in that area to make it seem like it's a more immersive place. Like I do like the the comic book artwork. But I liked it a lot better when it was fresher and bright. And I feel like it does need a revamp in the whole area. So I'd like to see it just looking a little bit more up to date. And mm-hmm. I think that I think just doing that would make enough of a difference. Because I think the the rides that they've got there, like I think Doctor Doom is kind of a half of a ride. Honestly. Well, it really because, is just like throwing you in the air and dropping. Yeah. You. Well, it, does, it doesn't even drop you, though. Oh, it doesn't? So it, no. Just... So it just it shoots you up, and then it kind of, like, bounces you down, like, a tiny bit, and then you just slowly go down. See, I remember so, me, but that was 16 years ago. No. So <laughs> it, it feels like it's half a ride, so I feel like if they maybe reprogrammed that and had it so it's more like Tower of Terror, I think that would be, that would be enough of a change to be able to keep that. I think just giving it a a bit of a tidy up and a bit of a, re, a revamp, maybe a nice new colour scheme to the whole area would just make, I think it, it would definitely make just enough of a difference for now until they can figure out what, what they want to do with that area. So what about yourself, Adam? You said you had a few. Yeah, so I have, uh, well, I'll do the two quick ones because like I, I hate the Fantastic Four restaurant. I don't know what the new character. Don't y'all have somebody who's going to go do the character dining? Uh, we've got a video videos on YouTube actually. Okay. Yeah, Luke went to do it the the week that it opened. Okay. Well, I uh, I haven't tried that, and I don't really care to. But I I had two. I mean, they're both jokes. But uh, one would be Paste Pot Pete's Pasta Emporium, which is about the. <laughs> the the nichest nerdest uh, uh, nerdiest one that, that I would come up with, but I just it, it just amuses me to have Pace Pot Pete uh, as a <laughs> have a restaurant. Um, and the other one would be Gambit's Gum uh, Gambit's Gumbo Stop. <laughs> uh, so those are the two like joke ones. But uh, okay, y'all are gonna be mad at me for this, but. I say you, you, you take out Men in Black. No, that's fine. That's fine. <gasps> no, it's not even in Marvel Superhero Island. I know, but you take it's it out. It's not in the same park. I, I know, but you take it out and then you rebuild it in Marvel Superhero Island and you make a Shield versus Hydra attraction with basically the same design, same layout. So you're you're in. Like the cars would be different, like maybe something similar to the uh, Indiana Jones slash Dinosaur. Uh, ride vehicles that that Disney has, mm-hmm. and uh, as as you go through the queue, you get divvied up. You you don't get to choose yourself. Some people get labeled Hydra. Some people get labeled Shield, and uh, you go into different sides, and you're basically competing against the people in the car across from you. And at the end of it, you decide like based on how many times you 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 know you or how many points you have you decide whether S.H.I.E.L.D. or HYDRA wins. Hmm. I like that. Interesting, yeah. but don't touch Men in Black. <laughs> Adam, if you're going to talk about uh, Marvel eateries, 
how could you not mention spider hams because i'm always weirded out by fooderies that uh or <laughs> restaurants that have um, a mascot that is essentially the thing you're about to eat like crusty burger I, uh, no, you I don't, don't think you're about to eat crusty. Oh, that's not what's in the burgers. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been completely misled. No, I'm never eating in England. I'm never. <laughs> uh, no, but we have like uh, there used to be a place called Corky's that had a like you know a uh, uh, Porky the Pig style mascot above it, and it was a barbecue place, and I was always like, that's gross like i don't want to think about the thing i'm eating having a personality and you know possibly a, a shitty job in accounting somewhere <laughs> yeah speak uh, we have there's quite a few barbecue places that we have in england all american based barbecue places but the one that the first one i ever went to was a place called bodings and their mascot was a pig and even the door handle was a pig's head and it always felt a bit weird he was going to go and have a pulled pork sandwich yeah. Now since yeah, eating meat, I don't feel so bad. But um, you know, I kind of felt well, not like that really. But I went to the Sharks underwater dining in SeaWorld one time. So you basically just sat with a giant shark tank surrounding you with all shark and fish in it, and the majority of the menu was fish. And I was just looking around everyone like, how are, how are you doing this? Yeah, I know you mean it's a it's a bit odd. It's a yeah. Bit odd. So, well, I mean that sort of turns you into the shark, though. It's like it's not like the, the you're eating you know grilled shark. No, but there was like fish in the tank too, and then people were just like half of the menu was like fish. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I, I, I do, I do kind of see what you're you're getting at. Now, one thing I just want to throw into the mix before we kind of like wrap up this bit of this segment as such is that. Um, one thing I think we can all agree on, I don't think Marvel Superhero Islands is particularly big land. You know, it's no. quite a small land, really, when you think about it. Um, and I really, really hate Toon Lagoon. Yes. Do you think yeah. that it would be worth just eradicating Toon Lagoon and expanding Marvel Superhero Island and giving some of Toon Lagoon to, I don't know, like Skull Island or whatever? I don't, I don't know. But well, you don't need to. The pro- the, the reason is, is like Marvel superhero Island, Marvel superhero Island, excuse me, isn't a particularly effective use of space. Like you have Incredible Hulk, then you have Storm Force Accelerator is, is taking up a chunk of the corner, and you have that again crappy Fantastic Four restaurant, you know, and then like Doom's Fearfall, you have an arcade, you have the comic book store, then you have Spider Man, like, and then you have that section. Um, that's like I think a theater, yeah. Like between two yeah. and like so, there's. It's not so much that there isn't that much space. I mean, there there isn't, but the space isn't used effectively. It's it's really just like a lot of crap thrown in to fill out the fact that they didn't want to do more than two attractions. Yeah, basically the whole other side of Superhero Island, like around the Laguni bit, is just all shops. But like. I, d- I don't think I've ever been in them. Mm-hmm. Or I've been there for a long time, and it's like a pretzel stand and well, like a drink place, and then a, a shop. And I'm like, I know you can't fit a lot into that, but you could fit something in there. But then the whole bit where the where the two in the green amphitheater is, 
that's maybe like a good quarter of the size of Superhero Island, and it's just empty. So it takes ages to get from there to Toon Lagoon actually starting, and it's all just stupid games and the the theatre they don't do anything with. Mm -hmm. What was in there? I believe it was like a Rocky and Bullwinkle thing a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I think I remember hearing that. that. Oh, yeah, because Dudley Do-Right's right right there. I've Mm -hmm. I've written it, but I, I completely forgot that that's even there. Yeah. But then it that had um, the Bill and Ted show in it when Halloween Horror Nights that Islands of Adventure. But like all of that space, what that you know, like when I was talking about the rides that I was going to put in, I wasn't talking about replacing anything with them necessarily. I was thinking of putting them in that little bit because <laughs> there's nothing there. It is just like realistically, you're just walking through games until you get to the comic strip bit. Yeah, and honestly, the comic strip bit is is a waste, uh, except for Bluto's bilge bat, bilge, bilge rat barge. Like, I, I'm not going to eat at Kathy's Burgers or whatever the hell it is. No, like that you that area, you do just tend to walk through it until you get to where Popeye and Dudley do right is. But even then, like, I, it, it's rare that I leave and go on them, so I kind of just run through to get to Jurassic Park. Yeah. So they could take that whole area out, and I don't think anybody would complain about it, honestly. You could easily retheme both water rides to anything. Mm-hmm. You could even theme them to Marvel superheroes if you wanted to, but I don't know any that you could theme it to. Any of the stuff we just talked about, except obviously for the Punisher shoot them up. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but if they were going to make a Marvel water ride, like what what could you do, like water based? Um, let's see. Phoenix's uh, resurrection. Hmm? Phoenix's resurrection. Because <laughs> well, like, uh, like she peers from under the water, doesn't she? You could, uh, you could, I guess you could do a Namor thing. Um. Yeah, it's about. It. <laughs> like, yeah, Prince, Prince Namor, yeah. yeah. Um, Which Universal did actually own the rights to? It does, yeah. Very true. He's in the restaurant, for sure. Maybe you could and take... Well, they owned the film rights. Oh, did they? Yeah. Or well, they did. It might have reverted back, but Universal did. It was part of the same deal that they had Hulk. I think it, rever- it could have been that it reverted back and Marvel said, no, you keep him. <laughs> to be fair. Mm-hmm. He's he's quite a lame superhero. You could uh, take out the RVs and and have the superhero parade just be them doing a water stunt show or something like that <laughs> on jet skis instead. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they used to have in in the studios. They did have like a a show that was like that on on jet skis. Miami Vice. That's that's why it was like it was it was really strange. Well, this one would be more extreme because they're going downhill. <laughs> Does does anyone ever go on Dudley Do Right? I went. Uh, actually, there's. Uh, I screw it. Even though this this episode's really long, uh, I went once when I was in the Disney College program. It was my first time at Islands of Adventure, and uh, I was there with uh, my male best friend, who I'm still best friends with to this day, and then two female friends, uh, one of whom I had a crush on. And we went on the ride. We got completely soaked. And then we were like taking pictures uh, uh, at the time. 
And so we had someone take a picture of us and I put my arm around all well, well three of them. And I felt something that I thought was a shoulder, but it seemed a bit softer. And I realized the girl that I was attracted to, I was, I was, um, technically molesting. And so there's a, a great picture of me realizing what I'm doing and my hand slowly coming off of her breast, uh, in the, the, the you know, it's not as funny. Like it's it's more funny in my head. <laughs> I was I was honestly hoping you was gonna say penis. <laughs> no, no, thankfully I've I've seen enough of him. I don't really know. Uh, Hashtag me three. Um, well, that's a good way to end. I think. There's <laughs> no, any uh, reason to end yeah. any other way. Good, good sex, way to end the segment. <laughs> Okay, so I really enjoyed that. Like, I love when when you guys talk because I feel like a lot of the time, because I go to Universal so much, it's just kind of me being like, "This is what I think about this, and this is what I think about that," blah, 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 blah. and then everyone else has been like, "Yes, yep, okay, Amanda, okay." So I love it when you guys. It's something that you guys know loads about, and I'm like, I don't know anything about this really because I love listening to you guys talking about it. Well, I think that's the the. Part of the reason to have Universal After Dark as a separate thing is that you have a certain youthfulness enthusiasm that uh, you can't get at, at anywhere else in the After Dark network. And honestly, a lot of those other podcasts are like I, sometimes it sounds like those people are dying inside slowly. Yeah. What you're talking about? It's about the podcast I do. I, mean, I I know you're slowly dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to speed it up. I honestly am. <laughs> but, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed listening to to what you guys had put in. I thought this is an amazing idea, Adam. Thank you. I'm, and I'm. Uh, I, oh, by the way, I, I'm appreciative of y'all let me do it because when uh, when GGH went into hiatus, I kind of thought like, is this ever gonna, <laughs> uh, you know? And so, like a couple of months ago, I mentioned on because I still have the Facebook page up and. I was like thinking about trying to do it, but then I was like, "Oh, am I going to have to do some sort of weird Google Hangouts thing uh, on video <laughs> and put it on YouTube?" So, so thank y'all very much for uh, you know doing this with me. Hey, look, we're not a bunch of flakes, so you know we, we know it's like like to have flaky friends. So, you know, I'm glad I, we could be an outlet for you, you sir. They're they're all they're all fine gentlemen, <laughs> except for Kenny. Screw that guy. I've heard that. I've heard that. Stupid, homeless, shaggy beard. You still look like the Fisher King, Kenny. You still look like the Fisher King. I've 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 heard they're related, and I've got no reason to to think otherwise. Um, That's great. I I don't know if any of y'all got that reference. I don't think he gets that reference. It's an old Robin Williams. No, I do. It's a Terry Gilliam film. (laughs) Terry Gilliam film from. uh, Is it Jeff Bridges as well? If I remember rightly. I don't remember. I, I I saw the movie once. I don't remember it all. But whenever I see like his his shaggy, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but like, if um, I know we mentioned it at the top of the show, but if anyone hasn't heard Adam before or wants to hear more of Adam, where probably. they can't find you on GGH, so where can they find you? Okay, I'm gonna. I always I like to preface this. If you find yourself offended more than once a month, do not try to find me. But if you, if you, if you do think to yourself, hey, I got a good sense of humor, you're probably wrong. But go to find me on Metal Hand of God podcast, where uh, M H O G, 
wherever podcasts can be found, including, I think, Spotify. I don't think we've been kicked off of there yet. Uh, <laughs> but iTunes and uh, uh, what's that other one? Uh, the, the one with an S. I can't think of it. Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher. There you go. Thank you, sir. You let me hang again for a few minutes. But, uh, but yeah. It's a satellite delay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that damn Skype. But, uh, but yeah, Metal Hand of God, MHOG Podcast. Uh, it's a comedy and discussion podcast, uh, and rarely has the same people on from episode to episode. So. Awesome. Well, before we, we all leave, I just wanted to very, very quickly for two minutes just bring up the walls around Central Park at Universal. Good. Because some they randomly went up the other day and I was very shocked. So I sent Luke to investigate <laughs> and I thought that he was going to be on to talk about it, but he couldn't make it. But he's told me that from what he can gather, they were just, or they still are just cutting down some trees and planting some different ones. And because the trees were really, really big in that area, they obviously just wanted to cordon the whole thing off. And I'm hoping that that is all it is because that's one of my favorite parts of the park. And I wouldn't want anything to happen to it. What area is this? Central Park. In Universal. So the bit where they have the trick-or-treat scare zone, like the if you go through the gates, the actual parky bit, and you can sit on the lagoon and look out over to London. This, and It's the, uh, the part that's like across from uh, Transformers on the other side of the lagoon? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Where, where you will randomly find people who look homeless sleeping during the middle of the day. Like mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. the one. So that's all being walled off. And, yeah, we're hoping that they're not doing anything drastic in that area, but Luke seems to believe that they're just cutting down some trees and planting some new ones. But that's all the info we've got on that one. And then last week, Universal randomly tweeted out, and now I can't find it again. So I don't know if it's been deleted. A picture of them doing some kind of film in the Shrek. Uh, yeah, the thing where it, it looks like they're going to kill him execution style. It's like the back of his head. Yeah, and then it says it's not Ogre yet. And we were like, what? I just got that joke. <laughs> it's horrifying. Uh, yes. I, you know, I, it, that, I, I like those movies when they came out, what, almost 20 years ago now? But mm. they, they need to let that go. They have other... Uh, animated properties they could put some money into. Exactly. And so we were... Paul, was it me and you that were talking about it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. We we think they've possibly changed their minds on when Nintendo's going. Um, And that Shrek might make an appearance currently where I would imagine where Barney is. Mm. Mm. If not, then in the whole new park, maybe a DreamWorks area of a new park. Either way, it's not looking promising because Shrek. And I was talking to my brother about this as well on the on the day that it got tweeted out, and I was like, I don't understand why parks wait for such a long time before turning something into a ride or turning something into an area. Like, surely Shrek isn't relevant to anybody anymore, really. No. I, I no. mean, when was the last movie? Uh, mid-2000s? Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... 
must have been. I know that I don't have kids, but I like I, I've got a five-year-old brother, and I don't think that I've ever heard him be like, "Wow, I really love Shrek so much." Yeah, I, I mean, with with, especially with with little kids, it's uh, I mean, so many movies come out, and especially animated movies, and now you have Netflix with their originals and stuff. That if if something's not coming out every other year, uh, it's not going to matter to the kids anyway. It's just no. you know something new will have replaced it. Um, I, and with them owning DreamWorks, I really don't understand why they still care about this property so much. When everyone's like, "Hey, you know, How to Train Your Dragon, dude." Really? Yeah, or really? like Madagascar. But, like, there's so many different things that they could use from DreamWorks. I don't. I don't understand. So I'm I'm hoping that it was just like a silly a silly tweet. Or maybe if they're gonna keep Shrek for a day that then maybe just like I don't know why they wanna keep it, but if they were maybe, gonna keep it. Maybe Comcast has their their own version of you, just like you you you're obsessed with AT. Maybe there's somebody there who's just like, <laughs> Look, I don't care what these people want. Shrek is my dude. <laughs> well I they're insane. Going away. <laughs> Look, if it wasn't for Shrek, we wouldn't know about All Star by Smash Mouth. For God's sake, man, it's got to stay. <laughs> um, that could be it. Um, but no, you're, the thing is, you're right. Because, I mean, my daughter and, and all of her friends, actually, are obsessed with Trolls. Mm-hmm. And they still, like, that film came out uh, a year and a half ago. And because there's now a series on Netflix, mm-hmm. that interest hasn't died. So, although the animation's different and everything like that, it's the characters. So, they've watched the film, they've bought the film, they've now got a series, there's going to be another film. That seems like a more sensible option than trying to keep Shrek alive, which hasn't had a film out in, what, eight years? I know there's rumours of them like doing another one, I've heard that, or maybe rebooting it, or, or whatever, but it just seems at this point in time, when you're doing an area that's aimed at kids... Aim on properties that are still relevant, not that are twenty years past their prime. Yeah. I just, I just really don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to make of that tweet, and I think that everyone was kind of in the same boat. Like, what? Because as far as I was concerned, it was, you know, I, I was fairly certain that they were going to be removing Shrek for a day, and it would be something, maybe. Despicable Me themed or something something else like kid friendly for the for the beginning of the park, like a nice easy kid experience that you could just stick in there and Shrek would just be gone. Like we wouldn't see Shrek anymore. Well who knows? Maybe maybe it was all a big joke too. I hope so, but it's too early for April Fools. Speaking well, of fools. if you do it on April Fools, everyone else is, well, actually, no, people still fall for that crap. Yeah, like I, like I probably would have fell for it on April on April Fools' Day, but then I'd be like, oh, thank God. When I saw this, I was like, no, no, please, no, like no. So that's <laughs> like, a no. Like I'm being real, Universal. No, it's not often that I'll I'll slag something off that Universal will do. Because I'm always trying to find the positives in it. Even things like Fast and Furious, which I have no interest in Fast and Furious, but I've still got high hopes for it. What? Hush you don't like... <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fully with you. I, I love... I mean, it's, it's my biggest guilty pleasure. I love Fast and Furious. I mean, yeah, I, I don't like, think the ride looks good at all, but 
I love those movies. I'm opposite to you. So I'm not interested in the movies, but I think the ride looks cool. Mm. But it's... I think, like, you know, I, I just like anything new that Universal going to bring to the park anyway. Like, I love Jimmy Fallon. Like, I, I really, really love that ride. So you're going to have to love Shrek then? No, Frank Shrek. <laughs> like, this is this is where I'm drawing the line with Universal is at Shrek. <laughs> when it comes to big, fat, grey nuggets. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a no from me. Please, no. <laughs> but then you know what? They'll do it and I'll be like, oh, well. Yeah. It's all right. Love but it the tweet much. did worry me. So if anyone has any um, info, <laughs> let us know. And on that note, we'll be back. Maybe you know what? Right, I'm. I'm just gonna say that for the next few weeks, I I may be on the shows, but I may not be on the shows because Ash. By the time this goes out, Ash will be given birth any day. And in three weeks, I'm gonna be away for two weeks in Orlando. So there's a good chance that these shows will just be the guys. Even after you had our last episode. You know what? I really enjoyed it. And I was really nervous at first. And I was like, oh, God, who am I going to have to apologize to? Who's going to hate me? Who's going to block us? And I was super nervous. And Ash was like, I listened to it first. And I'll tell you whether it's okay. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. That's, that's, that's horrible. You're not just like, I wasn't that interested because I'm not on it. You're like, it's going to be so terrible. Just no, you know what? No, it was our fault, actually. We, we yeah, told her. It was because you guys were like, oh my God, hope you still like us. Oh my God, <laughs> hope you don't disown us. And that sort of made me worry. But if you hadn't have said anything to me, I'd, I would have just been like any other like Disney episode that, I don't, that I'm not on, where I'll just listen to it when it comes out. And I'm like, oh, that was a fun episode. And I've learned loads. But because you guys are making such a big deal of it, I was like, God. We did. The thing is, we did feel when we were recording it, we were like, "This is the best episode of anything we've ever made." And at the end of it, we was like, "Yeah, that wasn't really Universal after dark, though, was it?" (laughs) We kind of realised that we needed we needed the ship's captain to rein us in. It was a little (laughs) bit like the inmates running the asylum. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought it was so funny, and I thought you guys came up with such good ideas and things. So I'm looking forward to to hearing what you're up to while I'm away. But I'm I'm just letting everyone know that I'm like I might be on for maybe the next episode, but there's a good chance that I just won't be on from now until maybe the end of April. Fair enough. And just before we do, we do definitely definitely go. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Phil because Phil listens to this. He sent us. I'm going to share it in the group, actually. He sent us a private message. Um, just a really nice one. Um, and we don't get much communication from our listeners, but when we do, it's really appreciated. So thank you. Um, I'll pass your message on to everyone. And um, I'm sure as long as when we meet up this Friday that we don't all hate each other, there will be another meet-up uh, sometime, either later this year or next year. So uh, we'll give you more notice next time. You know, I really want to do one in the summer. Oh, there you go, Phil. We might be able to do one even earlier, so we'll let you know. Yeah, like because <laughs> I, I, there's a good chance that I'm not going to make this meet up as well because of Ashley's imminent giving birth. God damn it, Ash! So, I hope you listen to this I episode know. and know the damage See it causes. Being, she's everything's ruined because of her for the whole year. So, 
basically it's a good chance that I'm not going to be there but I might I might be able to swing it but I'd really like us to have a meet up in the summer where we can maybe spend the whole day somewhere and we can get as many people that can make it all down like we'll try and meet somewhere central maybe because I basically live like at the very 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 top of the country and everyone else is kind of right the way down the other end so it's it's hard for us to all get together but maybe we can get somewhere central so that listeners can make it I can make it Watford Central in it P-Dubs it's near the Watford game yeah. thank you guys yeah. it is yeah <laughs> I've, I've seen y'all's country it's within walking distance I don't get the issue <laughs> exactly exactly he knows but yeah I think that we should definitely we'll definitely arrange something for the summer cool Okay, so did, did you want to say what what Phil had messaged us on, or are you going to tell us privately? Oh, no, I'll send it in the group. I'll send okay, it in the group. okay. So we'll be back in two weeks with another episode, and then we'll be back next week with a Diz After Dark episode. So we will see you guys then, and stay tuned to our YouTube channel, because Luke is posting videos pretty much every week. We're really close to 200 subscribers, so I'd appreciate it if you watch the videos from Luke. If you just like them and subscribe to the channel, so then that, you know, he can see that people are appreciating what he's doing because he puts a lot of hard work into it. And I will post updates from Orlando. Show off. Sorry. But it's my birthday, so you've got, you know. Girl, let me. Girl, let me show off a little bit. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. See ya. Excelsior! <laughs> Adam, you got to sign out. Oh, was I supposed to say something? I'm sorry. <laughs> right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the silence was about? <laughs> yeah, Adam's silence. It's going to be the new thing now. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought... I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it. (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support.